Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We continue with our Lenten series titled The Cross, the Tomb, the Way. We have Pastor Geshom sharing God's word with us today on the theme Hosanna. Palm Sunday celebrates the welcoming of Jesus into Jerusalem as the King of Jews, but was this welcome a th- Sorry. Palm Sunday celebrates the welcoming of Jesus into Jerusalem as the King of the Jews, but was this welcome authentic? Did the people know who he really was? Was there praise from their hearts? As you hear today's word, we pray that each of us will look afresh at what our worship looks like. Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. Even as the world celebrates Palm Sunday, even as we as a church are celebrating Palm Sunday, I would love if we all can prepare ourselves for this coming week. I believe that as God is speaking to us and ministering to us, the lead up to Good Friday and the lead up to Easter is a wonderful reminder that why Jesus came into this world. You know, we celebrate Christmas with such festivities around, but the true essence of Jesus coming down rests in this entire week from Palm Sunday all the way till Easter because that's where our belief is strong. That's where our belief is strengthened. That's where our belief, in fact, is uh, really cemented with him because it's in that resurrection that we have hope, we have strength and we have power. And even today, as we take some time to get into God's word, this Palm Sunday, I've titled our sermon as Our Hosanna. Yes, I've titled it as Our Hosanna because I strongly believe that we need to be singing Hosanna to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. You know, and even as we take some time to go into God's word, you know, Jesus came into this world as the Messiah. He was prophesied, he fulfilled the prophecies, and he walked here on this earth. People in those days didn't worship him for who he was. They, in fact, had doubts. They, in fact, just thought of him as a prophet who came, who was able to do some miracles, who was able to gather a few people. But over time, with his resurrection, with the dispersion of his disciples all across the world, one thing is evident, that he is the King of Kings, and he's going to come back. And, you know, probably uh, this Palm Sunday, we celebrate uh, a king who rode on a donkey, but he's going to come in the heavens. And when we see him, he's going to be standing there with a throng of mighty angels surrounding him. And all of us will be waiting for that day when we can worship him. You know, all from every language, every tribe, every people group will be able to fall down and worship him for who he is. And so today, even as I've titled it as Our Hosanna, the entire context is based around the people who are actually, uh, you know, gathering around Jesus and welcoming him as he rode on that donkey uh, on Palm Sunday. And they cried out Hosanna. And so if you look into the Greek word, what Hosanna means here is it means save us. It's this deep cry from within. It's this adoration. It's it's kind of like this uh, deep love and they know that you're the only person who can save us and they are literally crying out saying, save us, Hosanna, Hosanna. And when you look into it, we are living in a time just like that. We are living under oppression. We are living under bondages. We are living under struggles. Just that we probably have so many names to it. At that time, they physically were under oppression. They were under another regime entirely. 
they were being oppressed for the people group that they were they are their their way of living was not uh, you know uh, actually understood by the people who are above in authorities they kind of like uh, ridiculed them they kind of thought of them as uncivilized and time and again when you read history you see that there was you know uh, uprising that happened within that people group and they kind of like went against the entire roman empire time and again and there was onslaught after onslaught and that's something for us to consider today today the world is under oppression we are under oppression under different regimes under different uh, circumstances we are under oppression within our own selves today because of the fallen nature of mankind because we all have sinned there's some kind of oppression that we've given into you know it's interesting that the more uh, me and tina keep talking about uh, a marriage and what we are where we are headed and what we've actually come from we realize that every season had some kind of an oppression so today probably you're in a marriage where there is some kind of an oppression from your spouse or probably from your extended family members or probably as a single person as a person who's a student or a young working adult you're under the oppression of some uh, form of emotional turmoil that's going within you're probably having panic attack after panic attack you're probably finding yourself to be in places where you cannot what is our cry today what is our hosanna what is our hosanna is our hosanna directed towards something in this world which just can probably mask itself and help us temporarily or is it to this king of kings and it's a wonderful reminder that as we are in this palm sunday that our hosanna is directed to the king of kings and the lord of lords you know the people at that time when they actually heard that jesus was riding into town they probably heard a few miracles that had happened around but if we are calling on jesus we are calling because he is the creator he is the one who's created us he is the one who's you know made us in his own image so he knows us better he knows us inside out he's placed us in the families that we are he's placed us in the country that we are he's placed us in the particular language group and in the particular people group that we belong to for a reason and we can ask him to save us today probably you're suffering from social anxiety probably today you're suffering from you know some form of bondage that you've found comfort in and then that's literally become like an oppression but if we need to find true freedom true freedom which paul constantly talks in ephesians and in galatians he says freedom comes only we find it in christ and that freedom which jesus gives is one of authority it's not one where you know oh i'm free but i don't have the authority that's a beautiful thing about the gospel when we read and when we see jesus coming down into this world he came down as a king here on this earth we couldn't recognize it but when he finished his work here on this earth and when he went up that same true king gives us the power he shares that authority and that's why i say anything you do in my name anything you call under my name any kind of oppression and you know turmoil you're in call on me and i will deliver you that's why he's left us the holy spirit so today may our hosanna be directed towards this jesus who gives us the authority and who also allows us to use his name and the authority that he gives over our circumstances and over the situations of our life and so today even as we look into the scriptures we're going to see in three different ways that palm sunday how this hosanna can be changed and directed to the king of kings and the lord of lords who is jesus the first thing that i would like for us to see is our hosanna exalts the promise keeper 
our Hosanna exalts the promise keeper. Can we read from Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 to 7? And this is what it says. When they approached Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples ahead, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and at once you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you should say the Lord needs them. And without delay, the owner will send them with you. This happened so that what was spoken by the prophet would be fulfilled, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, the people of Jerusalem, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Then the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. And and they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their coats on them. And Jesus sat on the coats. As we read, our Hosanna exalts the promise keeper. Today, Jesus is the promise keeper. Every word that he says will come true. Every word that he's given you will come true according to his will and purpose. It all comes down to how are we seeing God's will play out in our lives. Many a times we don't want God's will to play out. So we hold on to a promise so that our will plays out. If we see the scriptures here, we see God's fulfilling something that was spoken to Zechariah. And time and again, you'll see Jesus is just not the God of the New Testament. But there are glimpses of him because he's God, because he is the creator. And so you see glimpses of him in everywhere. You see it in the Psalms, you see it in every kind of prophetic books, be it major or minor. And it all leads up to this, that Jesus is the King of Kings. The same verse that we read goes on to say in Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fall of a donkey. And if you see here, the, the promise that takes place is word to word. In fact, this same occurrence of the Palm Sunday happens across all the four Gospels. But Matthew makes this very distinct observation. And when you read back when historians and when theologians are giving their bit of history, they say, you know, that this colt which was taken is probably the first time a person's actually sitting on it. And so the mother was actually accompanying the colt. And as we see this, we can see God is a God of minute details. He's, he's fulfilling everything. When Jesus came down and when he got baptized, scriptures were fulfilled. When Jesus went time and again to actually talk to his disciples, every scripture was being fulfilled. Just that the disciples couldn't see it because they were short-sighted. And many a times we are short-sighted. When God gives us a revelation of scripture, are we holding on to it uh, for a season or are we holding on to it to see it accomplished in our life? Many a times you would identify that you're holding it for a season. And so our Hosanna that we sing, our worship, our, our cry that we give to God saying, Lord, save us is only for that season. But if we have to be on this journey of allowing Jesus to be our king, our Hosanna has to be always directed, should always be exalting of the promise keeper. So today, what are the promises that you're holding on to? What are the promises that you're holding on to? We are seeing promises come true time and again in the lives of our friends, in the lives within us and in the lives around us. And I want to challenge you, church, today. What promise are you holding on to? As we decide to hold on to the promises that God gives, there are two things that will come in which Satan will use as a tool. 
one is doubt the other one is fear and if you read the entire passage of palm sunday you'll see that entire timeline between what happened when he entered and what happened when he was going to crucifixion was the fact that doubt and fear set in and people turned and today the same people are us we in the midst of doubt we in the midst of fear we in the midst of getting things done our way discredit you know discount the promises that god's given us and sometimes it's tough sometimes it's tough sometimes it's it's because of everything that's happening around us sometimes it's because of the peer pressure sometimes it's just because of face value oh you know what i can't show my face there because i don't have because god has not come through to me like this no god will come through believe in his timing even if it doesn't come through it's probably god's will that it shouldn't happen in your life so if there's one thing i want to encourage you church is that let not doubt and fear come in doubt and fear doubt and fear comes in settles in and we allow our will to be manifested more than god's will we push aside god's will we say god you know what i don't think this promise is for this season no god wants us to hold on to his promises so that it will come true sometime in our life and many a times you're not prepared to handle the promise in the season that we are asking it for god wants to prepare us so that when we identify the season we are in we will be able to see his promise come through in our life you know james chapter 1 verse 16 to 18 goes on to say so don't be misled my dear brothers and sisters whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from god our father who created all the lights in the heavens he never changes or casts a shifting shadow he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word and we out of all creation became his prized possession he is not like shifting shadows so today probably you're waiting for a miracle so today you're probably waiting for some certain things in life to change ask god to help you in that season but more than anything would you never cease to exalt the promise keeper may your hosanna may may the words that come out of our mouth always exalt him may it not discredit him don't say god why are you doing this let's not become whiners there let's not be upset and be you know grumbling about it but let's be exalting the promise keeper yes seasons are tough yes times are tough yes the breakthrough i'm waiting for it's 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 wearing me down but lord my hosanna will not change i will still exalt you you know i have uh, been talking me and tina have been talking to a few friends and they keep saying you know what certain songs we are not able to sing and honestly speaking you know it got me thinking as i was preparing you know what god i do not want to withhold the worship that is due for you because of my circumstance i'm going to sing in the middle of the storm if we do not sing if we do not learn to sing in the middle of the storm if we do not learn to sing in the middle of confusion and we don't learn to sing in the middle of chaos we will never be able to sing a hosanna in our good times it's what we develop in times of desperation and doubt and fear is what sustains us when the going is good and i want to talk from my own personal life when we started big g media company way back in 2013 and you know 2014 and god gave us a vision you know what to go and equip churches and i remember writing a statement out and um, believing lord I, and for some reason you know i thought you know what i'm equipped i'll 
open doors will happen you know churches will call i'll be able to go and uh, you know you know develop their teams and do all that and you know what i had to wait literally like 8 years for actually to see it happen and just last year november is when um, a couple of friends were wanting to do a whole bunch of worship songs and they had called me to oversee and one of the things that i got to do is work with two churches and their creative teams and see this project come through and as i was standing there in delhi as i was witnessing it i knew god was bringing his promise to come true what he had led me on in that journey was his promise to be happening but it took a whole another season to happen and if i look back there were so many seasons that i had to travel through along this eight years but he will make it to pass so today don't withhold your worship just because it doesn't happen in the season that you're in but may our hosanna keep exalting the promise keeper so today church i would ask you do not doubt jesus do not cave into fear and do not you know move away from worshiping jesus in your tough time but would you exalt the promise keeper even when things are not going right the second thing is our hosanna pierces through our circumstances luke chapter 19 verses 35 to 38 they brought it to jesus through their cloaks on the colt and put jesus on it as he went along people spread their cloaks on the road when he came near the place where the road goes down the mount of olives the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise god in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen blessed is the king who comes in the name of the lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest some of the pharisees in the crowd said to jesus teacher rebuke your disciples i tell you he replied if they keep quiet the stones will cry out as we read our hosanna should pierce through our circumstances the context behind this entire people group of what they were doing for jesus was they had heard probably he had raised lazarus from the dead they probably had heard about the deliverance he had given to that kid he had probably had a lot of people going ahead of him who were actually telling and witnessing and saying you know jesus is coming he healed the sick he did this he did that and so people on some level realized you know what he is probably the messiah we've been waiting for but their messiah was only for freedom was only for them to be set free from the regime they were under they forgot to understand that jesus was coming to save the entirety of mankind they couldn't hear the words jesus was speaking clearly they just heard a bit of it and they thought you know what he is our savior and that's why they flipped immediately a week later to barabbas because they knew that he might be able to do something about giving them freedom here on this earth jesus was here to change circumstances not just in the present world but for eternity whereas they settled for someone who was willing to change their circumstances in the present yes they asked for barabbas and after that we don't hear about barabbas so today church maybe not be the people like who were there that time who had another expectation entirely now that we are redeemed now that we know who jesus is now that we know what salvation is may our hosanna come from a place knowing that it will pierce through our circumstances it will pierce through our circumstances which means we need two things we need strength and we need the grit to fight this battle god wants to strengthen our knees god wants to strengthen our arms 
you know just uh, a couple of months back i had a knee injury and ever since that i understood the importance of uh, the knee actually because the knee kind of like uh, holds you to stand strong it gives you uh, strength to face whatever might come and i was reminded god i want i want to have bended knees so i can you know draw deeper to you but i also want strong knees so i can stand against the enemy and so today will we be willing to sing our hosanna and stand strong so that it would pierce through our circumstances they sang they sang blessed is the king who comes in the name of the lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest but did they really mean it did they really mean it you know the pharisees here some of the scholars say the pharisees in the crowd were probably well wishers for jesus and they probably didn't want the attention to come so much so that an uprising might start and something might happen so they say you know please tell your disciples to pipe it down let them not shout it out loud but jesus said if they don't shout the rocks will cry out and i still think there are so many areas in our life where we pipe down jesus just because we might look different to a watching world Jesus wants to touch us. Jesus wants to make sure that our hosanna is the same whether we are doing it in front of him, whether we are doing it quietly, whether we are doing it in front of people we don't know. That's the beauty about following Jesus. Our hosanna is the same across the board. So today church, let's be strong in our hosanna. Our following Jesus does not mean that we will not have tough times following Jesus does not mean that we will not uh, you know our lives are all set out it's a clear road there are no going to be bumps but the assurance that we have is when we accept Jesus and we decide to follow him he is going to give us the strength our hosanna will be directed so that it will pierce through the circumstances that we are going through everyone is going through a tough time not one is you can talk to anyone they'll have something it might not be significant but it'll be something to them it's the biggest thing circumstances are tough but our hosanna will pierce through it if it's directed towards jesus you know it's god's sovereign will that we live in freedom as i mentioned earlier and we get to experience that freedom in jesus because he does not give us a heavy burden to carry or a load to struggle with he sets us free and he says enjoy this freedom that i have freedom with boundaries so that we know what is right so that we know what is wrong and so that we can enjoy this freedom and we know that jesus is working everything for his good james chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 james writes this and this is what it says consider it nothing but joy my brothers and sisters whenever you fall into various trials be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith lacking in nothing i love what it says here whenever you fall into various trials so today we are going to fall into various trials our convictions are going to be tested our faith is going to be tested our trust in jesus with regard to where we are at life is going to be tested our identity is going to be tested but it goes on to say be assured that the testing of your faith our faith is being tested through experience 
produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity so one thing that will get us through these circumstances one thing that will help us move from facing these trials and struggles and seeing it being tested and come through is endurance in jesus and our hosanna has to be built up you know we cannot be just singing those uh, few lines from memory which we've been doing it over the years no it has to be renewed every day it has to be refreshed every day we all refresh our inboxes to see the new mails no one sits in front of the inbox you know just going through old emails no we we want to be there we want to do if we are doing that we need to refresh ourselves with god's word every day because that hosanna that we sing from god's word every day will help us pierce through circumstances every day if you're struggling in your relationship ask god what hosanna are you singing to actually pierce through those circumstances if you're struggling with your spouse ask what is it that you should be doing if you're struggling in your finances ask what god is wanting you to do with your finances how do you start right what do you give up what do you hold on to if you're struggling with relationships outside if you're struggling in a in in a company where they're asking you to cut corners or you know fudge reports or do certain things which go against the convictions of following jesus ask him let your hosanna pierce through your circumstances you're probably seeing your children not settling down you're probably seeing through your kid who's probably going through an addiction phase you're probably going through a situation where you are confused you don't know what to do you just have landed in a soup of trouble take the scripture let that become your hosanna and as that becomes your hosanna you will see it pierce through circumstances john wesley who penned down a lot of the hymns goes on to say one of the greatest evidences of god's love to those that love him is to send them afflictions with grace to bear them is to send them afflictions with grace to bear them so today if you're going through an affliction be it some thing hurting inside deep emotionally or be it a physical heart ache or you know some ailment that you're going through or probably some circumstance remember god's already given you the grace as long as you're calling on jesus he's given you the grace yes it looked like us going through fire but at the end of it that will become a testimony because we wouldn't even smell of being burnt we wouldn't even have uh, because god would have protected us god would have sustained us and one of the ways that he can sustain us is when we lift up our hosanna to the king of kings to the lord of lords it will help us pierce through circumstances we wouldn't give in to false expectations like how the people left the people were thinking you know what our freedom is near no he came to save us for eternity and jesus wants to set us for eternity and so today let's be joyful in the midst of our circumstances let's take that effort because we see that when we do that we are actually increasing in our spiritual maturity we are actually setting up ourselves to have endurance so that we'll be able to do the work and complete what he started in and through us the third thing is our hosanna transcends the transactional 
Mark chapter 11 verses 15 to 18. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teachings. Our Hosanna transcends the transactional. Today, God loves when we cry out to him. But at the end of our crying, is there a string attached which says, God, I'm crying, so can you please do this? Lord, I'm crying here. I, I want to see this happen, but will you? I'll, I'll come here. I'll come to church. I'll come. I'll log in online. I'll do this. I'll, you know, I'll tithe. I'll give. I'll do all of this, but will you also do this for me? You know, we live in a very transactional community. We live in a very transactional environment. You know, we, at work, You most of you might be facing this. If, you do everything to please your boss. Our hope is that he might give you a good appraisal. He might give you a good, uh, you know, increment. Our, sometimes we've seen it in marriages. We kind of like have these fights with our spouses. You know what? I did this. Why don't you do this? I did this. I, I expect you to do this. There's, some, there's always this transactional thing that's happening. We do that with our kids a lot when we're bringing them up. Hey, you know what? How much have I given up to actually do this for you? How much have I done this to make this happen for your life? But honestly, when you go back down, you'll see that true love is never transactional. True love would never be transactional. You would do something because you love them. I do something for my wife because I love her. She doesn't even have to repay it in any form. I do some things for my kids because I love them. They don't have to work their way or do something to for me to do that. I love God so much that I'm willing to do something for the church and I don't expect anything. And you know, I've it's 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 been my life's journey where I've given back to God out of the love that I've had for him. I've loved serving him in small things, big things, and I've reaped rewards which are not even worth you know, he's not a debtor. That's the nature of a God. He's not a debtor. He won't leave it to say, you know what, God, I did so much, but you haven't done it. It's just that we haven't seen it. And so today, church, can our Hosanna transcend the transactional? The culture of that land, as you see, is people, instead of going and worshipping Jesus, they were so caught up in the sacrifices they had to give. They made sure that if you entered the church compound, only that currency could be used. They saw that, you know, you see, when you read through history, you see fleecing is happening. They quoted high exchange rates so that they can make money there. They probably ran an entire business ecosystem right within the temple. But God had to set it right, saying forgiveness is not transactional. You don't have to do something, you know, uh, in the physical to actually uh, get uh, your forgiveness happen. You don't have to go on a pilgrimage. You don't have to actually, you know, go and break so many things. You don't have to offer certain things. No, just come as you are and be honest. And you know what? The toughest thing about actually following Jesus is about our honesty. Transactional 
always has strings attached. You have to equate it. But if you are really honest with Jesus, the very nature of God is that he loves us. Just imagine he came down to die. You can't quantify that. You can't quantify the cost that was paid. And so in return, we can never say, you know what, God, you died for me, but there's no. God, how can I, can I repay you with this? No, there's nothing that will measure up. So today, if there's one thing that God wants you to do is to come in all honesty into his presence, into his throne room and say, Jesus, I'm here just as I am. Would you forgive me? I want to do whatever you've called me to do. I'm sorry for being transactional with your love. Today, we look at the church as to what it has to offer. But honestly, the church is a collective of people who've experienced this redemption from Jesus, that they are all here not to get something, but actually to give. We don't go to church to get. We receive his word, but in turn, we are giving it. We are making sure, you know what? We gather here to intercede. We are giving of our prayers. We're giving of our time. We're giving of our efforts to see his kingdom more evident here on this earth. I love this quote, what Charles Spurgeon says, and it made me remember why are we actually coming to church? It goes on to say, some go to church to take a walk. Some go there to laugh and talk. Some go there to meet a friend. Some go there to spend their time. Some go there to meet a lover. Some go there a fault to cover. Some go there for speculation. Some go there for observation. Some go there to doze and nod. The wise go there to worship God. The wise go there to worship God. And so today, when we come here to worship, may our Hosanna never be transactional. It should never be transactional. Which comes down to say that I'll only sing if the 90s worship songs are sung. Or I'll only sing if I feel it. No. The wise wisdom comes when we actually know who God is. Because God is the one who gives wisdom. And when our love is true, we will worship irrespective of whatever is happening in and around us. I just want to read another scripture from 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. It goes on to say, He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. Jesus has come down. He's paid it all. So today, let's not bring something in between and say, you know what, we have to do this to actually find to find forgiveness in Jesus or we need to do it this way. Let's not build systems and processes in place. God demolished everything. The very work of his death on the cross brought down the uh, tear between the divide, between the holy of holies so that people could see the father, so that people could worship him. There was direct access they could call on. And today, God wants to strengthen your faith. God wants to strengthen your words, your understanding of him. So church, I would ask you, let's not be transactional. Yes, we are transactional with people around us. And strongly, that's the work of the Holy Spirit who has to work in and through us. Time and again, we are transactional with our neighbors. We are transactional with friends. Lest they hold anything above our head. We are transactional with our parents sometimes. Parents are transactional with their kids. As the older 
the parents grow they expect more of the kids that they will have to be looked after or the kids expect a lot of other things from the parents but let's remove this whole transactional thing from our walk with jesus jesus is never transactional he is always waiting to enter once he enters he takes the room that's given to him and i would encourage all of us can we give him the entire room of our heart entire area of our heart because in that he shows us all the areas that need working and he gives us the strength he gives us the strength john chapter 14 verse 23 reading from the passion translation says jesus replied loving me empowers you to obey my word and my father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place loving me empowers you to obey my word so today there's no transaction here god give me a raise then i'll come to church or give me a raise and i'll you know do this for me and i'll do this no loving jesus empowers me to obey loving jesus empowers me to draw god's loving me empowers me to not have my affections on things that are temporary or things on people and you know trust on people but it empowers me to trust in him wholly loving jesus empowers me to take that step every day in boldness loving jesus empowers me to do what he's calling me to do if it's to be quiet yes if it's to pray quietly yes if it's to speak yes if it's to do what he's calling in obscurity yes and i church i just want to close by repeating those three things because i believe god wants us to change the narrative of our hosannas not like the people that they were they wanted something and just because they didn't get it they did something else no but can we make a commitment today can we make a commitment today that our hosanna will only exalt the promise keeper our hosanna will pierce through our circumstances be it tough be it easy be it smooth be it rough it will pierce through every circumstances every stage in life and may our hosanna transcend the transactional because god's love empowers us to obey his word and obey him in every area of our life so church can we just close our eyes and pray our loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time Lord even right now we lift our hands to you Lord and we ask Lord that our cry our worship our hosanna would be directed to you Lord we are sorry right now Lord we ask for forgiveness if we've made a transaction if we've added strings Lord Jesus where we wanted something happening Lord and we ask for forgiveness right now I pray specifically Lord for those who are struggling who've been Lord going through tough times and they're having doubts and fear I pray Holy Spirit you would strengthen their hearts strengthen their knees strengthen their shoulders to stand strong in faith Lord Jesus knowing that you are with them Lord I pray they'll hold on to your word like never before they'll hold on to your promises like never before they'll hold on to your strength like never before Lord Jesus and they'll see you come through Lord more than ever before we thank you I pray even as we step into this entire passion week that you would be with us I pray specifically Lord Jesus that you would go ahead of us we'll be able to minister to the people you bring into our lives we'll be able to speak words of love Lord Jesus words that will empower them Lord that will strengthen them Lord Jesus and as a church as we enter into good friday and easter we ask you that you would prepare our hearts that we will take a step closer to you we will know Lord Jesus that we are yours and you are ours Lord Jesus we thank you 
I pray that you would be over your children, Lord. Protection, health and strength, Lord. I pray that you would bless the food and water of their home. I pray that, Lord, you will strengthen their relationships, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, for their doorposts to be covered by your precious blood, Lord Jesus, that nothing of uh, the world would enter them, Lord Jesus, that will, Lord, cause damage. But, Lord, people who enter in, Lord Jesus, will experience your love, joy and peace, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you will give them journey mercies, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Be with us, Lord. Bless this week. Go before us in your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So church, even as you step in this week, step knowing that Jesus is with you. And let's make a commitment that our Hosanna will be one of meaning. Will be one which is be true to our heart. That we'll worship Jesus for who he is. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, Whoever finds Jesus, finds life.